Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Diane Prince, who is a serial entrepreneur and now focuses on coaching other founders and entrepreneurs. Diane, how are you doing? Hey, Timmy, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for asking and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, great to see you. All right, well, we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself, some of the things you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay. Well, I've been, as you mentioned, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been a founder for many years, about 25 years. And so now I'm sort of living the dream, helping other businesses do the hard things <laughs> and walking them through that. And um, let me fix my camera a little bit. Um, and what do I like to do for fun? You know what? I've been, I've been raising three kids and now I'm an empty nester. So I'm I'm figuring that out. I've been, I've been a single mom for 13 years and my youngest one is now in college. So now they're, they're all out and grown and flown. So now I have a lot of time to explore what I like to do for fun. I can't remember. So you've, you've been a single mom for 13 years and a serial entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. I'll say divorce mom. It is not, not 100%. They're dead. They're, they have, they have a father. So not, not 100% single, but yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is wild. (laughs) Um, Well, awesome. So you have a lot more free time and you're kind of figuring out what to do with all this time. Now, do you have any hobbies that you're pursuing currently? Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, building this business is, is, is a hobby. I mean, I do love building businesses. I, I really enjoy reading. Um, and you know, I also like like Netflix, <laughs> and I've been I'm really obsessed with uh, with Peloton these days too. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Peloton. Yeah. that's awesome. Well, tell us a bit about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? You know, I love I love building things. I that's how I that's my creative outlet. So I just I, I like getting in the groove right now with my coaching business, I, I'm always building out tools and kind of things that my vision is to make the entrepreneurship path easier for anyone who wants to start a business. So looking at different ways that I can make my, my services more accessible, what I can do to help founders so that it it excites me the entrepreneurial path, no matter how, like, sometimes it's been obviously like crazy stressful. I have, had some fairly big successes. I've also crashed and burned, but knowing that I have like every day I get to do, I get to do it again and work on creating something really gets me out and gets me up and going. I love that. I love that. Well, tell us a bit more about your dreams, goals, and vision for the business and your life. Yeah. So, um, gosh, I feel like I, you know, I was, I was reviewing this question <laughs> and, you know, I'm sort of like, I, I, I don't know, like, um, my dreams, I, I just want to be like peaceful now, you know, like, I just want to like, like, um, enjoy, enjoy that my family's healthy. I'm healthy. 
Um, you know, I feel like I don't, as far as like dreams, like I don't really, I've kind of like been there, done that in some ways, as far as building businesses, exiting businesses. And so now my vision for my current company and my dreams are just, are really not, um, living a, I like to live a mellow life now and, um, keep my, keep myself healthy and happy and at the same time helping clients. So really just, you know, I like, I'm, I don't have like any huge aspirations because I feel like I'm doing what I really love to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Do you have any bucket list items that you want to discuss? Like maybe peaking Mount Everest or something like that? I will not. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, and I did, I, um, no, I will not peak Mount Everest, but, um, but I would like to go. Um, I like, there are some places I, I haven't really traveled in Asia. I'd like to do that. I'd like to go to Africa. I haven't done that. Um, so as far as traveling, I would like to have more time to explore the world now that my kids are grown and flown. I love that. I love that. Well, take us back to when you first jumped into entrepreneurship. What really uh -huh. caused you to take that first step? Yeah, at the time I was in my I was in my mid 20s and I was married and my then husband and I wanted to what well, we wanted to, we had the a dream of working together. <laughs> Obviously we're divorced now, but but it did work for it did work for several years and we it turns out we were better business partners I think than um but anyway that's another story. <laughs> that's in the book that I'll write. That is actually part of my dreams too. I like I'd like to write more and uh and so we, but, but I do believe that it's really important to have a strong why and know why you're doing what you're doing. So for us, we wanted to see if we could build a business and grow it and sell it. And that's what we did. We did it in a pretty short amount of time. We built it to $50 million. That was, that was my first business and exited it and sold it to a public company. So I spent most of my, most of my thirties semi-retired that, that was really great. Okay. You have to paint this picture for me. Also, because I'm a 22-year-old guy, okay. so it would be okay. nice to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're mid-20s, you're married, and you just decide to go into business and then casually build a $50 million business. Like, walk me through that a bit more. Okay, there was nothing casual about it, though. Like, we were super deliberate and crazy focused. <laughs> so, Because sometimes, you know, when we sold, we sold it, we were 33, and people were like, some people were like, oh, it's like you won the lottery. And we're, we're like, no, we actually wrote a business plan and executed on the plan. <laughs> so, so really, but just to break it out, like break it down, I pretty much broken it down into seven steps. So let me see if I can remember. So first was um, the vision and why, and I already told you why we wanted to do it. And then it was finding a business that matched that vision, because some people want to start a company and they have the idea of what the problem that their company is going to solve. But there are so many ways to build a business, whether you're going to raise funding or you're going to bootstrap or, you know, you're going to have um, a small business or you know, there's so many different ways. So we had to have, because we knew what we wanted to do and sell it, scale it and sell it. We had to have a business that would actually be a vehicle to do that. I think that's really important. And then, um, and then planning. We spent, we spent, you know, not too much time, but a significant amount of time planning. I mean, back then we bought, we bought two books. One was, it was a temp agency, really super specific niche for title insurance people. We bought two books. One was how to write a business plan. 
And the second one was uh, how to, how it was one of those, um, it was how to start a temp agency for dummies. So, and I think that we had the advantage of not having as much information as it's out there now. It was, it was a lot more simple. So then we wrote, we planned, then we executed on the plan. A lot of people I talk to have ideas and they're worried that somebody's going to steal their idea or they're hesitant to get started. And you get, you have to execute on your idea. And so many people tell me, oh, I had this idea too. Well, okay, well, we're the ones who did it, you know? I mean, look at Sarah Blakely. She, she was the CEO of Spanx. I mean, a lot of people had the idea of cutting off pantyhose. And I don't know if you know her story, but she's she is a billionaire, just finally sold Spanx. But um, a lot of people had the same idea, but she's the one who executed on it. And then, um, and then the, um, I think it's the fifth part is, um, is going, get, getting through the middle of it. Cause um, then what happens is, and this is why I think it's really important to have, to know what your vision is and build a business that matches your vision, because the middle part of it can be really ugly. And, um, you know, there's some really good parts to it. And then there's some, there's a lot of drudgery. Sometimes it's, um, you know, there's so many challenges, like for new founders, the things that you're going through now and the challenges are huge. And then every single step though, has other crazy challenges. So, um, and I, and then, um, and then, and then get it. I don't remember. I just said, I'm going to say six things. I don't remember what the seventh one was, but, um, but, and then executing on the exit, you know, planning for the exit getting, um, you know, getting all those ducks in a row. So in an, just in a nutshell, those are kind of, those are, those are the main steps. Tell us about how you guys held yourselves accountable to consistent execution, because that's a big struggle for people. Okay. Um, that has never been a problem for me. I'm just, I, I just, I just, for me personally. It's been okay? a baller since the day she was born. <laughs> But, but there are tools, there are, I have a lot of other issues, you know, like there's other things that, um, like for me, one thing I know is I, I'm, I'm way too fast to make decisions, uh, which I think is, you know, in some ways good because I, I do make decisions, but I know for me, because of my personality as on an entrepreneur, I need to have tools in place to help me to make the best decision. So that's the same thing when people are having a hard time executing and being accountable it's, I think the most important thing is to know your personality type as an entrepreneur and then seek out tools that will help you to, to achieve those things that you might be lacking, like the things that you need, right? Like, like accountability is so important. So, I mean, so for and different things work for different people. Like for some people, it's even to-do lists. Like, so I, I will write down like, like for me, even for my coaching business, I do, I, I bring in clients in all different kinds of ways. And one way that always works is cold emails, which always surprises people. So I know if I have, if I do 15 minutes a day for, you know, I will get a client. I will get at least one client in a week if I do 15, 15 minutes a day of email cold sequencing. And so for me, it's just, it's, it's simple to-do list. Mm. I love that. I love that. Just curious with your email sequencing, is it like an automated thing or are you sending them out individually? I, I automate it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this question might be kind of irrelevant to your situation because it sounds like you are living the dream, but 
if there are one or two people you could meet right now, and it could be a specific person or a type of person, they would help you take the next step towards mm -hmm. your high, highest priority dream or just the next step in your life, whatever that may be, who would they be and how would they do it? Okay. You know, I don't know if I have like a specific person in mind, but to, you said like the type of person. So I think for me now, it really is how to go into this next stage of my life in, um, in a, di in a different way. Like for me, a lot of it is, is kind of calming down, you know, <laughs> and I, like one thing I'm doing now is I'm spent, I'm taking, I'm spending a lot of time taking care of myself. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've created a morning ritual that I really enjoy. That's exercise and meditation and journaling and things like that. Because as a lot of entrepreneurs, I like I'm, I'm, I'm very high energy level. And so I think, um, you know, I, I, I look for people who can guide me in more of like a spiritual and, um, and physical, I think journey. I love that. I love that. That does mesh well with your goal of being more like mellow and calm. <laughs> That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. Not that I don't want to be myself, you know, uh, but I want, I, I like, I like being able to kind of enjoy not doing, not always executing on crazy hard things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just curious in your entrepreneurial journey from 25 to 33 and even post that because I know mm -hmm. you've reached back into it. Did you encounter limiting beliefs and that negative voice in your head? And if and when you did, how did you deal with it? You know, um, yes. And as I, and I, and I, the, the longer that I have been in business, the more I realize how many, if not everybody is just figuring it out. And that, so many people have, I don't know if I've encountered an entrepreneur who doesn't have some form of limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome. So for me, especially now in being a coach, I get to talk to entrepreneurs every day. And so for me, it also helps me kind of validate when I have those fears. And now I have one of, one of the things I have in my coaching now are peer group, peer groups so that founders can come and actually it's, it's confidential and actually really share what's going on with them, with other founders, because that's the, that's the most commonly asked question I get. One of the most commonly asked questions from my clients is what are your other clients going through? And I'm like, I can't tell it's, it's confidential, but knowing that, um, you know, I really try not to compare myself to other people. I try not to look at the competition. I've, I, I, I have a strong belief in that when you're focusing on the competition and what's out there that that strips you from your own creativity and the the gift that you are meant to give to the world so i have, I have different tools that help me to, to just try to stay in my own in my own lane in my own creativity gotcha i love that i love that is there any uh recurring limiting belief that you care to share and maybe the tools that you use to really keep you focused. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a common, a common limiting belief is that I, I guess it is the imposter syndrome. I hate that. I, I don't know. Like, I don't like that term, but I really think that um, different tools to help with that. One is because typically 
Um, and when you're looking at what other people are doing, sometimes that can give you that kind of they're further along, you know, that, that maybe, maybe that's the definition of that limiting belief I'm talking about. And I see so many of my clients look at other startups and think they're further along than me. And it, it, it really hurts them to keep advancing. So one tool is to practice not making any judgments, whether good or bad. So if you're observing and you can try it for a week and it's just say for the next seven days, I'm going to acknowledge, like you can observe if I'm looking at somebody and think, oh, wow, they look like they're doing great or, well, they're not, they're not, you know, I'm doing better than they are, whatever, whatever, whether, whatever kind of judgment it is, observe it when you, when you think it and then, and then practice not making any judgments or any opinions about the other person. And that is, that is one tool that can help you to not, to get out of that comparing yourself to others because it's a habit and it's, it's practice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you called it a habit. Cause I think a lot of us will have that more fixed mindset. We'll think our negative thoughts are like who we are especially the like younger people who may be listening to this. I've struggled with it myself. And it's like, when you look at it as a habit, it's more like tangible and you can change it and you can actually transform your life and you feel more empowered. Yeah. And you can look at things like, like what is, what is bringing that up? Is it Instagram? And if, if so, what can you do and look at like, what are the negative things? What are the things that are bringing me down? And then one of my, one of my slogans is go towards the love. So get away from that stuff. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what that person's doing or, you know, if that's, if that's bringing you down, you don't have to follow everybody or you don't have to scroll, you know, go towards the things that are going to pick, lift you up because it is a daily habit and, and we all need it and know that everybody's going through this and everybody's an imposter. You know, we're all create, we're all just people in this world. And most people are walking around with, with, with doubts about themselves. It's just, that's, and, and I think if you can acknowledge that, know that, that that's a really, it, it's like a universal thread. So that real that, that I think can be helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, let's jump into our thriving three now. And our first question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one of them. Okay, book. This is my favorite book on entrepreneurship. It's called Re. It's called Rework, and it's by the guys who created the uh, software Ruby on Rails. Jason Fried and David. I think you pronounce his name Hannemeyer Hansen. That's my favorite book about startups. Why? Because it's really easy to follow. It makes a lot of sense, and it's um, they're short chapters. And I believe I believe in their philosophy about a lot of things like one thing is keep things really simple don't take money until you absolutely need to it's a book that I, I like to demystify the uh, starting businesses I like to demystify entrepreneurship because there's so much information like everybody's got everybody's got advice everybody's got you know every VC has is is sharing advice on Twitter and Medium and whatever. So I I like to get it 
as much as possible, I, I like to keep on trying to get back to the basics. And I think that's what that book does. I love that. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? I feel like you've already touched on this a bit. Yeah, I love um, working out. I need to get my energy out. So um, cardio and I, I now I'm working on, I know I need to do strength too. So <laughs> exercise is, uh, is super important to me. You prefer cardio over lifting? Yeah, heat lifting. Oh my gosh, do you like lifting more? Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so boring. It's so like, I feel like cardio is boring. Intense cardio can be more fun. So like if I go do sprints, it's all right. But like mm-hmm. lifting is like heavy rep or heavy weight, lower reps and like more intense push where cardio is like kind of like a slow drag for me. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so the opposite. No, it's like literally like just picking up an object and putting it down. And like, no, but I do it because I know I have to. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. When you look at it that way, it is kind of boring. I mean, cardio, I get in the groove, I can dance, I can sing, and but I'm not like, a, I don't love the sprints or I do intervals and stuff like that. But I, I also will just do like, you know, I don't know, I like dance on the step mill and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Well, what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to get closer to your dream of living a more like mellow, chilled, time-free life? Yeah. So, um, well, what I'm doing now, one step, I quit coffee. Mm. So that was huge for me. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like doing that, like looking at the things that are not benefiting me. And then working on changing, you know, looking at that and seeing what the things are that I can control. And that's made a huge difference. So I'm really working on instead of where I would get up like 6 a.m., maybe even earlier, be on like my second or third cup of coffee by seven and, um, you know, be on my computer right away. Now I'm waking up, I'm easing into it. I'm doing like, have you heard of mud water? It's like this trendy you know like startup-y drink (laughs) it's like it's basically tea but (laughs) but, uh, and so I do that and kind of chill and then I work out and I really take the time instead of because before I'd be like especially like with this shift from being at home all the time because I'm still I, I stayed working at home since the pandemic and so I would be like okay where can I fit in the self care like I can do you know 20 minutes here, you know, I can do, I can do my strength training here, whatever. And instead I've, I've lately, I've been dedicating a, a really long block, not really long. I mean, I don't know. It's all relative, like three hours of time in the morning. So like from six to nine has been my, just that's workout, have my fancy tea, you know, kind of do, do the me stuff before I settle into the day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Awesome. Well, tell us a a little bit more about, we know Clarity played a big role in you scaling your business, but tell us a little bit about like when you reach that Clarity, some Mm -hmm. people will start to share it with the people around them and then get that negative lashback crushes their dreams. Tell us about that phenomenon in people's lives and how they should go about dealing with that. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying when you, when you share what your dreams are and people, and there's the dream crushers. Yep. You get you clear your on your dreams and goals. Then people are like, ah, can you do that though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you have to be, you have to be 
um, one way, one way is really like, um, sharing with the people who, you know, are going to be supportive, but that will happen. You know, you will get the dream crushers. And I mean, I think just know that it's, it's part of, you know, it's like, I don't know, like when you, when you're about to have a baby, you don't tell it, give anyone your list of baby names. <laughs> it's like everybody's, you know, everybody's gotten, everybody's gotten opinion. Yep. And, and here's the, you know, here's the truth though, that, um, that they might, there might be some truth to it though. So you can, you know, what I tell people and what I like to do is filter, filter comments and filter advice because it doesn't have to crush your dream, but you can also look at it. Like they might, you know, they might have a point in some ways. It doesn't mean stop what you're doing. Or it doesn't mean, and you can also consider the source. It might, you know, if somebody who's like your neighbor or something and has never done what you're looking at doing or your family at, you know, around you know, the Christmas tree or something or Thanksgiving, they probably won't understand it. So one, one way also is to have a group of peers that are maybe doing similar things or even can relate to building a business and that's because the founder journey can be really, oh, my lights just went up, but the founder journey can be really lonely, you know? So, um, so if you surround yourself with other people who understand what you're doing, that, that can be really helpful. Gotcha. There we go. I love it. I have one last question for you. Okay. Uh, so you know how there are those people who have that more fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Sometimes they go through their whole life like that and they die mm -hmm. like that. That's mm -hmm. it. Other times they'll change to a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes people to change? From my, from my personal experience, it's ha they have to have, if, if somebody wants to change, you have to want to change yourself. You can't, you can't change someone else. And a catalyst is for me, when the pain becomes too, is greater, like the, you know, the, the, how you're, if you're stuck in that mindset and that pain is greater than the benefit that you get, like when you're able to see that. And I think that, I think there's different catalysts for everybody, everybody's different. Some people have to hit, have to hit rock bottom or get into, you know, have that, the monotony is too much, or they're just realizing that they're not going to go where they want to go. But um, yeah, I think that I, I do believe that in that um, saying, like when the, what is it when the teacher shows up when you're ready. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it, it's a different experience for everybody. But, um, but for me, sometimes it's like real, just realizing like, if something's not working, like with the coffee thing, like this is not working for me anymore. Like I am, I have anxiety. This is actually preventing me from living the life that I want to live. And some people, yeah, I think you're right. Some people never get it. Some people never are, are ready to make, make a change. And um, some people are fortunate enough that something happens and they have a particular, maybe some specific catalyst in their life. It maybe hit rock bottom, you know? And that um, that causes them to get help and, and um, change what they want to. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. Why do you think some people hit rock bottom 
and never want to change. Gosh. I don't know. I don't know. I think, um, I think it's a, it's a personality thing, I guess. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's nature versus nurture. Um, I think there's, I think there's a combination of the experiences that we have growing up is part of what makes us. And then I, I also do believe that we're just, we're all made differently. We're all made with different personalities and different constitutions and different, different mindsets. Yeah. Well, there we go. Awesome. Diane, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, to me, this was so fun. So what are you, what are your goals and aspirations? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So first immediate goal is replace my W2 income <laughs> and get out of it because I cold call all day and yeah. for not a decent chunk of money at all. And mm -hmm. I really, I really don't like trading time for money like at all. I like hate that mm -hmm. dynamic. And so then when it's a small amount, I don't have the excess to invest a lot for my future. It's really frustrating. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. scaling this podcast, it's going daily now as of yesterday, which is 12, uh, December 6th, it started going daily. And from the podcast, I'm going to funnel it into two businesses, really coaching people to go live their dreams and goals, which is mm -hmm. like what I love to do, which is why I have this podcast and also real estate apartment syndication. Um, I'll raise private capital from the podcast and invest with partners to own apartment complexes. And then those apartment complexes will create generational wealth for my family and their family for as long as, uh, we live. So that's the, that's awesome. the idea. I love it. Well, I look forward to staying in touch with you and, um, following your successful entrepreneurial path. Thank you so much. Also, I can't leave out financial freedom. I'm fast tracking to financial freedom because this is what I have in the back left with love connected by choice is my nonprofit idea. I really, my heart breaks for homeless people and people mm. who like just don't believe that they can do better or like living life without purpose and feel neglected. Mm. And so I really want to reach out to those people and like a build systems to reach out to those people across the world. But more so, I just want to spend the rest of my life doing it one-on-one, -on -one, mm. doing that type of thing. So, Yeah, that's awesome. Which is why I asked that question, what's the catalyst that brings people to the point of asking yeah. for help? Because that's the one thing, as I've thought about it, I've ran into, I'm like, there are some people who just don't want to be helped, and I just can't do anything for them, and yeah. it drives me yeah. bonkers. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I want better for you, but like, I can't want it more than you want it, no, no, but I, I still yeah. want it for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I learned that a long time ago. You can't want it more than someone else. And you can only, you can only change yourself and inspire, you know, you can share your experiences and, and on what you have to offer, but you're right. You can't do it for someone oh, else. Which I guess want. is another follow-up question. Do you have any idea of how we can cultivate an environment and community around people so that they are more, uh, so it's more, inducive or conducive I think it's conducive to change and helping them make that change or want change. I, I, I believe that it is it is um living living it, by example mm. 
And that's, that's how I parented my kids. I didn't at first, like I used to be, you know, I used to be total control freak and wanting to manage everything and make everybody happy. But then once I, once I realized that I can't do that and that I don't, even if I wanted to, if, even if um, I wanted to tell my kids how to live their lives or change people, I don't have that power. So what I realized is I can, I can live my life in the way that I think is, is good, you know, and it works for me. And then lead by example. And then if other, then that, that I have found attracts people to want to know, Hey, how are you doing that? You know, like, what are you, what are you doing? So it's more like, like attraction instead of, you know, like telling people, Hey, you know, you, you can, yeah, obviously like if you're starting a business or whatever, you have to do marketing and things like that, but really like leading by doing live, living that way. And then hopefully, you know, as people see you and they'll, they'll want to know, they'll want to learn from you. I love it. Well, Diane, thank you so much for coming on the show. Great to be here, Timmy. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Diane had to say, and you happen to know somebody that can guide her further on her spiritual or physical journey, or you just want to connect with her, maybe for coaching or mentorship, if you are a founder or know a founder, uh, make sure to do that. The ways to contact her will be in the show notes. As we always ask, shoot this podcast over to one to three people that you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.